Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I am the founder of MyVirtualChangeManager.com. Thanks for joining me today. Before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal Country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording, and to elders both past, present, and emerging. Okay, the topic today, I was going to talk about self-care, but I think the titling of this is going about how to avoid burnout. There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Well, there's a whole bunch of things I want to talk about on this topic, but I also want to share that this is a struggle for me (laughs) personally. This is something that because I'm quite passion driven and for anyone who has worked with me, you know, I'm passion driven. You know that I give a lot of myself when I go into organizations because I really believe in what I do and I believe in people. And I think people have this big latent potential, oftentimes a limited self-belief. And I really love working with teams, leading teams, but also just working with people to show them what's possible and to have a bit of fun. Eventually, sometimes it's hard work. And over my career, I have certainly gone to the edge of burnout and uh, probably been there to the city, uh, the burnout city, not a great place to visit not a great place to live. That's for sure. And over time, I'm not going to give away my age, but certainly over the years, I have, I feel done better and better at this, but we are coming out of a pandemic time. So we are coming out of times that we have never lived in before, or many of us, and actually probably most of us. And Coming out of that has been really tough and I had a lot of life changes through the from 2020 to 2022, a lot. With starting a family, but also big personal loss through that time. And then we know that during that time, we didn't really have the opportunity to grieve the loss of loved ones because of lockdown. And that has been really difficult personally to continue to process and especially this year kind of coming out of a bit of a fog for myself around that. Now, I know that that's not just my story. I know that there's a lot of different experiences that people have had over the last couple of years. And I also know that there's a lot of challenge around mental health that we currently have. And I think part of that is because now we have, thankfully, more language around mental health and what that looks like. Also, I'd like to say well-being and what we like to strive for. 
Yet we have old archaic structures within organisations that we do need to challenge and that do need to change for self-care to be something that is talked about and in conversation a lot. And as a leader, and certainly this is one area I have improved on, because earlier in my career, I was so driven around projects, progress, very much results oriented, that I'd forget that human element. And you kind of get that bite in the backside when you're sitting there and you're talking to someone and you're kind of saying to them, well, why haven't you done this? And why is this late? And having that person actually then share about something really big that's happening in their life and you feel like a fool and quite rightly because you've forgotten about the human element. Now, that occurred a couple of times and then I decided that actually the first conversation I would have if I had someone who wasn't necessarily delivering was tell me what's going on. Is there anything going on that I should know about or is there anything going on that you'd like to share because I'm just worried about you? And that would actually be a genuine thing. The care, as I get older, the care for the people aspect surpasses about delivery. And I have found that through being vulnerable myself and sharing my journey with others, as well as being open to those conversations and always having those conversations, just allows for better performance. It actually results in better performance. And that's the trick around leadership that more and more leaders who are evolving and who are really wanting to do better for their people, that they're understanding that their vulnerabilities are an asset. Now, with burnout and with working in projects or programs, and if you're working in a project or program or introducing a major change, the challenge is that through that process, you need to always keep an eye on yourself and that's really hard to do so I just wanted to give you a couple of hints and tips about the signs that may be showing that you need a break or that you need to start introducing a break into your everyday now if you're not motivated by the fact that you need and should take care of yourself for the sake of your family for the sake of your friends but most importantly for the sake of you then I'll give you another why And if performance is more the thing that would have you be motivated to take care of yourself more often. And that's around, let's just talk about high performing athletes, because I really do like this metaphor around the most high, highly performing athletes in whether it be any field of sport, they don't play their top game every day. So they train. And then they also rest and recover. And it's a rest and recovery that within a corporate organization that there's not enough emphasis on. And leaders should be creating for their people the space for rest and recovery. Once again, this is something I'm really conscious of because I know that there's no such thing as business as usual anymore. I know that there are peak periods for people to be have to really deliver And if I'm thinking about a program, it becomes very intense as you're heading into the go live and it kind of doesn't stop at go live either. Even after go live, you're needing to be on call to respond and recover any issues. And when people run themselves ragged just to get to the start line and the go live, it means they've got nothing in them after it 
happens. And that is very dangerous for the organization and also for the individual because the stress increases a hundredfold because the expectation is the individual is still around to help resolve any issues, right? But if you've expended all of your energy getting there, then all it's going to do is send you over the edge. So leaders need to think about these cycles of delivery for their people. And I consciously think about for the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to keep asking my people to do things after they've just gone through a delivery. A, because they need a bit of space to recover, but they also need space to respond to any issues and keep moving forward. Then I think people in in the past have just thought just a celebration is a great way of acknowledging people. And then they put the people on the next thing. And I've had, I've certainly had this in my career multiple times where because you've delivered something, then your leader goes, oh, that's great. Can you come and work on this piece of work now? And you're just knackered. You're so tired. But you say yes, because you don't want to say no, because you're coming off a bit of the adrenaline. You're coming off a success, hopefully. And you're like, yeah, sure. Okay. And you see it almost as a promotion to get given the next thing. But this is where the concept of quiet quitting came from during the pandemic, where people had had enough. They had been giving their all to the organization. They probably then had the compounding effect of the pandemic to cope with, of leading people to cope with. And they just never stopped. The asking never stopped. And so people decided to withdraw back to their role versus take on all of the extra stuff. And what a fascinating conversation this concept of quiet quitting raised because the judgment that came in on people who had talked about this was just crazy because I could relate to the people who were talking about it. I was like, I get it because I've been there. And what happens if you say, no, you're just burning out. And certainly during the pandemic, I absolutely hit burnout. I hit a wall and because I was trying to support people I was trying to get performance. I was trying to get some pieces up and running. Everyone was having challenges and I think a lot of mental health challenges. So you're trying to resolve a lot of conflict, trying to manage poor behavior, trying to support people and certainly as a servant leader like I am, but also as an empath like I am, it really took its toll. And also sleepless nights of having a young child. It was just all too much. Now, some of you might be able to relate, some of you may not, and say, I've never experienced this before. Well, it'd be great to hear from you about what things you put into place to avoid that or how you operate, because it is something that I think we need to do more of. And I don't necessarily mean uh, meditating, although I know that's a fantastic practice. I don't necessarily mean Um, taking yourself off to retreat, although I know from experience that those things are fantastic. It's just about the rhythms and the everyday rhythms, especially now that technology is all pervasive for us, right? And the one thing I do know about this is that this is not a one size fits all. There are many methods and many things that people do and, and everyone is different and unique in this. So some of the things I'm just about to talk about are things that have worked for me they may not work for you you might find it really difficult because of your personal circumstances but I'm going to share it just because it might lead to another thought around something else that you can do for yourself the first thing that I will say in so far as 
the whole avoidance of burnout or self-care and well-being is about ensuring you're hydrated. It's such a basic thing, right? But we don't necessarily do it enough. Thinking about eating the right foods and staying hydrated, whatever eating the right food is for you. But I certainly know things in high in sugar, a lot of caffeine intake, what it was doing for me was stimulating anxiety and the sugar was burning me out. I go on the sugar cycle and to be honest, I'm about to head off on holiday and I'm kind of there there at the moment around not necessarily burnout, but my body is telling me that I need to autocorrect, go back to making sure I'm drinking enough water because it's heading into winter here in, um, in Australia. So therefore, it's meaning that I'm drinking less water and I need to consciously drink more. Staying away from alcohol if you're finding that you're, you're really not coping well um, because alcohol can also lead to depression as well, like the next day. Always having that dull sense when you wake up in the morning is because you're not getting a good night's sleep. And let's talk about exercise because your body movement, not necessarily exercise, I don't mean hit the gym, just movement in your body is a start. Some people love going to the gym. I think that's fantastic. I start and then I taper off because that's just how I am. <laughs> and I accept that about myself. But just walking, movement, taking some time to get some fresh air throughout the day, really important. Without With unplugging, really, from calls, with unplugging from technology is really key. You don't have to do it all the time, but start with one day a week, start with then two days a week, start with three, and then start to build up because you'll feel better for it. And from a mental health perspective, you will certainly feel better. Then just looking at unplugging, so whether you're reading books or whether you're doing other things and other physical activity, if you're in a very mentally driven job, which I know I am. So it's it's important to get, It's I think I can't remember what book it was, they talked about because you're in mental, it's such a mental mode, doing something with your hands and creatively, whether it's going out and doing gardening, whether it's um, doing some painting of your house, doing general house stuff as well, um, just puts you in a good frame of mind because you're using, because you're using your hands, and it is about that movement again, which is going to further help you from a mental health perspective. Then, I mean, these are just basic things, right? But then I also want to talk about boundary setting. And as a person who other people would say, well, you're sensitive, I can go into a room and feel the room. And a lot of people are like this. Part of being not just a good leader, but when you're working in change is to understand how to manage that invasion of energy as you're moving people through a change. And that's all about boundary setting. It's important to not go into agony aunt territory, so not take all of the load from other people as you're going through a change process. You need to define boundaries and have time out for yourself. And when I haven't done that in the past, it absolutely has learned to, led to burnout. When I've taken things personally, when I'm trying to do just that good job and when people are, I guess, vomiting negativity onto you, um, and you're taking it on, it just will be to your own detriment. So you really do need to, if you have anger or if you have anything, I guess, thrown at you as a result of the change, is understanding how to, first of all, manage your own energy in that and also to center yourself and then also to not take it on and to wash it off. So I once had someone say, 
just be like wear a Teflon frock, you know, let it slide off you. I, I'm not of that way. I'm, I'm actually okay and I don't need armor to stop the energy that's flung at me. But it's certainly around making sure that I always prioritize myself because you're carrying that energy home to your family, you're carrying that frustration um, with you or you can have different strategies to shake it off, which is part of the exercise thing, right? Um, so that you can walk away and think about obviously you know when we talk about alcohol consumption as well that's one way that people numb out and cope with things like that but that's to the detriment of yourself so these are things just to think about so I hope those just easy simple foundational things are things that you'll consider or just reflect upon for yourself where are you at with that how much time do you get just to yourself as well I know that as a working mum, that it is hard to get time to yourself and it is so important because you just want that quiet time and thinking time or movement time. <laughs> so part of it is about prioritizing yourself in that way. And look, I know it's really hard to do. I know, but it's having the conversation and it's having that commitment and you just create small habits first be kind to yourself that's those some of the small habits will eventuate into a way that you work and a way that you are which is going to help you in the long term if you think about it your current habits are getting you to a certain point but if you want to make sure that as the stress increases as you're introducing a change that you can bring in other habits that can help you go further and also just generate a sense of well-being regardless of the outcome of your project or program. So I hope you enjoy this episode and just always remember, just do things that work for you, just little nudges in the right direction around self-care and well-being and that some of those little nudges will really help for you to maintain just a sense of self in this crazy, crazy world that we live in sometimes And if you want to come across to myvirtualchangemajor.com, if you like what you heard today, if you want to know more about change and the world of change, then please do come across onto the website and say hi. And just remember that change matters because your people matter. Have a great day.